Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dinner time is here. That's right, we're talking episode two, season one of Hannibal Amuse Bouche on Dish by Dish. Well, greetings and salutations, and that's your old pal Patrick Hamilton coming to you once again from Quantico or the Museum of Evil. I haven't decided which. This is the Dish by Dish podcast, a Hannibal rewatch project presented to you by Kill by Kill. Uh, I'm uh, your old pal Patrick Hamilton. I think I already said that, but uh, there's only I can't do this alone. I, I hate I hate dining alone. I got to have someone here with me. So there's only one person I trust that if my uh, stance while shooting a gun is off, uh, she'll sidle up next to me and put her arms around my chest and adjust my stance just so. The one, the only, Gina Radcliffe. How are you doing today, Gina? Uh, I'm probably a little disappointed. I thought you were going to make some kind of remark about how you're a fun guy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because this episode involves human beings with mushrooms growing out of them. It's really fucking (laughs) gross, you guys. This this is the point where I'd like, where you're, you're probably, if you're new to this show... Mm-hmm. This will be the point that you start thinking, what channel was this on? <laughs> this was this was net this was Netflix, right? Nope. No. This is not a Netflix original. This was NB fucking C. Friday nights in the Miami Vice slot. <laughs> um yeah. It is still shocking. <laughs> I mean, this if you were iffy about the show in episode one, right? If you're like, okay, well, there's some interesting things going on there, and those actors all look attractive, and it certainly shot, you know, like a million bucks. Um, but I don't know if this is really something I I want to dedicate myself to. I'll give it one more shot. Boy, if this doesn't grab you, I don't know what will. Yeah. It is wild. I mean, maybe, maybe it's because I, I, you know, as, as we've spoken about before, I have a special place in my heart for Motel Hell. Yes. So if you have anything involving, like, human beings being treated like, like, gardening projects, <laughs> I, I, I'm there. You, you have my undivided attention. And I think, I think this takes the concept of Motel Hell up several notches. Oh, it makes it way more horrifying because, because Motel Hell was kind of goofy. <laughs> I still don't quite understand what putting them in the ground did to help him with his sausages. <laughs> because, I mean, I just, I don't know that human beings taste better when they've been planted in dirt for a while. Or how, because you're, if you're just going to make sausages out of them, just fucking make sausages out of them already. He never explains how that helps his fritters become better whereas here we completely understand this crazy psycho person's motivation believe it or not yeah he it's just this imagery it it just it will stick with you forever i mean holy fuck what (laughs) i mean yeah listen like all right here's the setup like graham's just killed somebody so he's you know, still living in that moment. He can't let it go. He's not really big into participating in death. And absolutely everyone in the FBI was like, don't push Will Graham into the center of anything. He will break. He is not strong enough to do this. This isn't what he's built to do. 
And so he's like, well, if I'm going to be doing this, then I better learn how to fire a gun properly and shoot somebody with more accuracy. And then Hethian Park sidles up next to you and goes, oh, I'm like, why don't you move right here? Why don't you move like that? (laughs) I didn't hate it. I feel like I feel like if this is good, if this is like HBO prestige television, like it would that scene just would have cut them violently having sex, and then yeah. like and then and then like nothing ever else happens after that. After yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would be the point of the episode, <laughs> right? Exactly. You know, then then and then they just go back to working together like it was nothing. Yeah, Hugh Dancy would be uglier, and she would be forced into a reverse cowgirl situation. <laughs> that, would, that would be an HBO production. <laughs> oh my god hbo Jesus Christ. hbo we don't want you to figure out shit on your own <laughs> <laughs> we need to tell we need to telegraph everything about these characters as loudly and noodly as possible it's 16 bucks a month you better be seeing some tna and occasionally <laughs> a wang but we're not promising anything Um, so uh, during his little firing session he gets the flash of Garrett Jacob Hobbs our Minnesota strike that he shot dead in the previous episode so he's he's still in it he's not out of it Um, but uh, then uh, he's uh, Graham is summoned to uh, Chippewa National Forest to investigate a murder he's not told exactly why he's there we do know that a couple of kids have found a hand sticking out of the ground which, attached which, which, to a plastic which, tubing which one of the children confuses for a marijuana plant <laughs> he's the dumb, he's the dumb one in the group yeah listen we don't need these kids to be smart it's fine it's fine listen, they they saw something crazy they alerted the uh, authorities and so the fbi are summoned <laughs> look out and like, okay, there's one hand, and then Graham kind of sidles to the left, and out of nowhere, like no one has discovered this. Is like, oh, there's a whole garden of these. They're like, look at all these, look at all these people. <laughs> like, oh, there's a whole group of people who've been buried and have mushrooms growing out of them. And and the funny thing is, everybody just kind of like, well, that's odd. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, I, I've always joked that I, I, as much as I was, you know, particularly when I was a teenager, pretty fascinated in like true crime and, and forensic medicine and all, mm-hmm. I know that I would be like, like, remember in um, A Nightmare on Elm Street after Johnny Depp's character is killed, um, <laughs> they ask where the carter is, he's in the bathroom puking, that would be me. I would just be, <laughs> I would just be like, all right, so uh, Radcliffe, what do you think? Well, it looks like... Uh, uh, <laughs> That the bodies were buried alive and <laughs> yeah, I'm not getting over this one. Just, this just this wave, is just the a, fucking yeah, just, grade A nightmare. Yeah, right. That's here. like I I'm like just handing in my resignation paperwork right at the scene of this crime. When they tell when they're like, oh, these people were kept alive for as long as possible while a, this is happening. There's a scene where they pull tape off a guy's face and the skin comes off and I'm like, what? But Gina, it gets worse I because know. after they pull the tape off, he's like, huh, what? <laughs> and, and, 
about as startling as a very similar scene. And I, and I can't help but think it must be an homage in some way to Seven. To Seven, yeah. Yeah, I, I, it has to be a, a, an homage to that. Like, as terrible as Seven is, you're not buried alive with your hand sticking out and having mushrooms growing out of it's your like, fucking oh, you thought, body. You thought that scene was horrifying. <laughs> Guess what, assholes? <laughs> like, let's take this up a notch, you know. On uh, network television. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this is fucking crazy town. That this guy is like, oh, why? Huh? You found me? <laughs> oh my god. I just, every, when they just announced that there there's a Blu-ray coming out from Kino Lorber of Buried Alive. And that's another one that fucking gets to me. It's just, if there is a brand of Patrick Hamilton's nightmare fuel add small spaces and buried alive and knowing it. Well, I That's, guess I, I guess I know what you're what choose your own death adventure you're not going to pick. Oh, fuck to the no. <laughs> There's no chance in living hell. I don't care what other death occurs in this particular episode. I would never choose that. I would never choose that for you. I would never never it is, without a doubt, one of the most disturbing thoughts ever pushed into my eye holes that I've ever witnessed. <laughs> and that's saying something after four years of crazy fucking horror movies. Yeah, no, and, and like I said, it does not shy away from showing this. And, and again, no. you, you will be shocked that this is made onto network television. <laughs> it's not. It's not bloody. It's just gruesome it's just you know it's a horrifying thing to think of yeah um on top of this we we discover that they're being tracked by somebody who poses as one of the kids moms and that turns out to be a redheaded female freddie lounds can i I say something potentially controversial sure i'm i don't love this version of freddie lounds I, I I think that they should have just made her an entirely new character. Mm-hmm. I, I I like the Lowndes as he was in Red Dragon in the book at least because they gave him a little more dimension than than just a you know a sleazy tabloid journalist. Yeah. But also, I really really like the way he went out. <laughs> I just think <laughs> it's 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 you know, an absolutely brutal moment. Yeah. And and you know I have a love for anything that has to do with flaming wheelchairs. <laughs> it's very and, true. And, and, Any and, sort of wheelchair death, you're totes into. That is the all-time grand champion of flaming wheelchair <laughs> deaths. And and, uh, and and yeah, I realize that that happens to someone else. But yeah. I I just I don't know. I I'm not crazy. It's nothing wrong with the with the performance. I'm just not crazy about how the character is depicted here. It's, it's, think, a, it's a minor it's a minor complaint in, in an otherwise you know, superior television program. I would have rather kept her an absolute secret as to who she was for the longest period of time and have it pay off in something. But this whole thing gets resolved right away. Like there was a note from somebody who was a big Manhunter fan. Like we gotta we gotta shove Freddie Lyons into this, and. I'm not I'm not sure what it benefits anyone other than we discover later on that she has 
discovered where the Minnesota Strikes lair was ahead of the FBI, that she knows details about the death of the Minnesota Strike, that she knows details about this because she's conned a local policeman. Like, she's obviously wormed her way into people's lives and jeopardizing their careers for her website i know 2013 (laughs) okay if you did that now it would sound fucking ridiculous she would have to have a podcast yeah exactly exactly which means like in five years this will be fucking ridiculous (laughs) which it probably already is now that i'm thinking about it the first time i'm thinking about it in four years of doing it well, you know, you know, five years from now, we'll just be beaming holograms of ourselves into people's, you know, houses. <laughs> I gotta get to, into better hologram shape. To just talk about movies with them. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, movies can't, you can't that are doing... also beamed holograms into your home because we're not allowed to gather in one place anymore. You, you can't be doing that podcasting in the nude anymore if we're going to be <laughs> hologramming yourself into people's houses. That's, that's why I'm saying I gotta get in hologram shape <laughs> or... Can my head be placed on a proper new model? This is a, a long con, really. And I, I hate to drag you into it, Gina, to coax someone into being my nude model who <laughs> could replicate my body. It's the only way I could possibly do this and yet remain married to Becky and it being fully explainable. Like, Becky, I have to have a nude male model around. <laughs> Because I've talked about podcasting the nude for so long. Like, that makes perfect sense. I've said it for four years. And she would go, well, you're right, you're right. And I'm like, "Ah, it worked, baby. And then it's just nude model casting calls for as far as the eye can see. You just have to pretend to be me. Oh man! Thank goodness we're talking about we're talking about Hannibal, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, we, this a, a new direction for Kill by Kill, but but it's still got some of that old flavor you enjoy. Yes, yeah, right. I, it is entirely is- possible that people are only coming into the dish by dish episodes <laughs> and really don't have a firm grasp of what we do on Kill by Kill, and you just witnessed it. It's a long haul you know, bit about me podcasting in the nude so that eventually I'll make a, a jiggly calendar. I think it was put cheesecake, as cheesecake calendar, a cheesecake calendar. Yeah. We, uh, our, our favorite flavor on this show is tangent. <laughs> um, so later on, um, uh, you know, it's recommended by, uh, by everyone at the FBI that Graham needs to, you know, seek psychiatric help. Everyone can feel like, all right, he's spending all these nights in the hospital. He's taking all this time in the gun range. He's coming loose in front of his FBI cadets in class. Like, he needs ongoing psychiatric help. So they send him to Dr. Lecter. Um, and so, you know, Crawford says, you just need to tell me is Will Graham really coming apart or can I rely on him to be an agent in the field? And of course, because Lecter would like an insight into the FBI, like this is a perfect way to do it. Now it's not just tangential. He's 
you know, talking to the head of the FBI's behavioral science unit all the time, having them over for din-dins. And he's talking to Will Graham, who is a fascinating creature that he's drawn to because he can sense he's somehow like him in some way. Right, yeah. And and again, this does play a little bit, and he does actually, He in the first very first episode... Lecter uses the phrase, you know, we're, you know, we're very much like you and I. Yeah. He just gets that right out of the way. And, and, <laughs> and I, can't, I can't help thinking that that's kind of a wink at the audience. Like, like, mm-hmm. it, like we, we know that, that uh, you know, you've, you've seen this before with the, uh, you know, the, the killer and the cop really, you know, aren't that different personality-wise. But we're really going to take that to, you know, freakishly wild lengths. Yes. To an insane degree. Uh, the places that this relationship will actually go are, once again, so incredible that this happened on broadcast television. This show is truly one of a kind. It's a minor miracle that it happened at all. It really is. And and, and I think, again, if I think of Canada, I would definitely go, it would probably would be just a Netflix movie, show yeah. or FX. Or, but, but the fact this got on... on network television and was not immediately canceled <laughs> and and which is and it's also it, it didn't get that it didn't get very good ratings well um, it was put in a place where it was almost impossible for it to get great ratings like friday night at 10 p.m is not a golden slot that's where you put shows to die and since this didn't cost nbc a whole lot other than time on air like they're like, uh, put it on there. Like, at least, well, and I think they renewed it because it was so well reviewed. Like, immediately it had a cult following. Immediately it had reviews were like, this is something special. Like, you're not going to see this on broadcast TV every day. It's, it sounds like it would be corny. It sounds like it would be tired. It sounds like a retread, and it's anything but those things. And so, it didn't really cost them much to go, all right, well, we'll slap you on starting in June on Fridays at 10. Because, <laughs> like, what else were they going to fucking air? Yeah, I mean, this is kind of like the anti-CSI. Yeah. And I think they, they hoped, you know, when they brought it back the next year, like, all right, it's built this cult audience and that cult is going to tell everyone else about it. And this is going to be that show for us that's a huge, you know, premium TV level hit. And it's the kind of thing that if you're into it, you're into it. But if you aren't into people who are buried alive to make mushrooms, (laughs) uh, strangely, you're not. And it doesn't matter how beautifully photographed and well constructed it is to get you on board. Yeah, it's definitely a show where you you have to know your audience as far as recommending it to other people. Um, yeah. Like this is not something I would say. Hey, you like cop shows, right? <laughs> <laughs> Try this I mean, one. You liked NYPD, where you got to see a guy's butt, right, in the shower. This is kind of like that. Only mushrooms grow out of still alive, buried bodies. Yeah, it's just a little different. It, it, other than that, they're exactly the same show. Yeah. If you put a, a stalking black demon elk in the middle of a hospital, it's like that. You know, things you're into. You just, just you know, sit down, tell me what you think. Hello? <laughs> Hello? 
Are you still there? Why have you hung up this imaginary phone? <laughs> Why am I telling you over the phone? It's 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Who does this? Are you old? Am I old? Yes, we're the oldest you. people doing this. I supposed to be texting you and sending you, you watch Hannibal with an emoji of a knife and fork. Yeah, we should be exchanging TikToks about it. <laughs> Which I don't really have a problem with TikTok. It, it's actually produced good things. So keep at it, kids, on TikTok. You're, I, don't you're know how to, I don't know how to do a TikTok, but God bless all you that do. Listen, someone who's doing it and doing it well, keep fucking making what you make. Don't let anyone get you down. Um, so uh, we find out that Freddie Lyons is a shitty tab- a tabloid blogger that she burns her FBI source and that she burns the cop who tells her all about the mushroom farmer. <laughs> um, who who then, he gets shot in the head for his trouble. Yes. <laughs> right in the parking lot. <laughs> no bones about it. Um, and we find out that a guy by the name of Eldon Stamets, uh, who good, is a good serial killer name. Good yes. serial killer name. Um, he is a he's a swing shift guy, a pharmacist. And so his hunting grounds are to find people who uh, are renewing their uh, diabetes medication. Is that what this is? It's, ins- and it's insulin. Yeah. Yeah. Insulin. And then giving them the wrong kind of insulin to put them into insulin shock and a coma and then he buries them alive. We see this happen in real time in, in one of the shows uh, bigger and in, in one of the first sort of uh, homages to uh, Silence of the Lambs when you have all these cops rushing into a supermarket. And you're like, oh, they're going to the wrong one or it, it's playing on your knowledge. If you don't know anything about it, you wouldn't get the reference. It would just be cops storming the supermarket after a serial killer but if you do have the knowledge it's kind of like it gives it a little extra kick because you're like oh is this one of these things is this a reference to that and i just don't think anyone sees it coming that while the guy isn't there his car is and in the trunk he's buried a girl in dirt dirt and pig shit if if i'm uh, not mistaken oh my sweet lord uh, it's just in his trunk. Like, he doesn't even wait. Like, he's got a system, and it is working for him. Yeah, and he, you know, explains to... He later explains to, to Graham that... Uh, what's the word he used for how, like, you know, the, you're walking to the forest, and a fungus will start kind of reaching out towards you. So I'm basically never setting foot in a fucking forest ever again. <laughs> yes, I mean, it's described that mushrooms have similar structures to brains... Uh, in the way they make connections. And so you think of them as static objects, but they actually are full of nerve endings and whatnot. It's like, okay, like I like them, you know, sautéed. (laughs) Here's what I learned about mushrooms. They're great sautéed. And you can keep them on a sauté for a really long time. You can't really overdo a mushroom until it's black. They'll just turn to little tinier mushrooms. They're, yes, but you, but they make a nice sauce. You put in some butter, you replace that liquid, it soaks up all that flavor. This has been cooking mushrooms that grow out of people on Dish by Dish. <laughs> only, 
it's just they call it. Excuse you, they're called they're called artisan mushrooms. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Only the freshest. Only the freshest. I'm going. I'm going to open up a, a Williamsburg you you know, green market stand with my human grown mushrooms. <laughs> so it turns out that Stamets has actually learned information about Will Graham from Freddie Lowndes's. Ta- what is it that it's not the tattler anymore it's tattlecrime.com yeah it's like that's a terrible name right <laughs> really just make it the tattler i guess maybe someone already had well, the tattler well, in um in the original story it wasn't it was just to be like a tabloid like a like, yeah. a, like a national Enquirer type type mark uh magazine and this one it's, it's a true crime website mm-hmm uh, so he is like, well, all right, if the FBI is hunting me, like I'm going to make a connection with them. So I'm going to go after Abigail, the girl who's still recovering from having her throat slit by her, her, uh, serial killer dad. And also, uh, we learned that the FBI suspects her as well. It, they believe that she has lured those women into, uh, what, the, what her father did. So... Is that true? Is that not true? It's not answered in this episode, but she is put in danger here. This is the first time we get a stalking deer uh, antler. Is it an elk or a deer? It's so that's an, fucking that, huge. That's a that's an elk, I believe. Okay. Um, uh, but it's still in its full animal form. It won't always stay that way, so stay tuned for that. Um, but they have a big confrontation in, in the hallway of the hospital uh, Will Graham gets to pull his gun and shoot another person. This is two episodes in a row where he guns someone down. Doesn't kill him. Doesn't, doesn't kill, kill him. Time. Yeah. Um, but is able to save Abigail's life before one serial killer takes off with her and buries her alive in the forest. So at least she's got that going for her. She's, um, having, she's having a bad week. Yeah. It's <laughs> not great. It really is, and, and all this. She, I don't, don't believe she has woken up yet from from this uh, this this traumatic event. Yeah. I think this is supposed to be like like within the next day or two after after uh, after the uh, the the shooting of Garrett Jacob Hobbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? You stu- you've stumped me. I don't know. How did I stump you? Uh. I'm just I'm I'm now lost in thought of of how all of this connects, and I'm still thinking about being buried alive and having mushrooms <laughs> growing out of me. It's weirding me the fuck out, Gina. Um. Anyways, it, this kind of ends now. Like that's the the basic, you know, the big uh, denouement of the entire thing. Even though we have a little bit of a session between Graham and Lecter, where basically we get the rap from Lecter that I think he's delivered in the books on occasion that to kill it, to kill someone feels like God, because that is what God does. Like he kills people and he, he must take some satisfaction from it because he does it so well. If he's not wrong. No, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like to agree with a serial killer cannibal, but he is not mistaken in this case. No, he is not. So basically what it comes down to is our only choice is to be buried a lot because Stamets doesn't die. Well, um, there's also the cop gets shot in the head. 
That's true. Would you rather get shot in the head or have mushrooms grow out? Oh, of you I mean, while shot in the alive? head. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's not even a fucking like spoiler alert. Not into this. Not into it at all. No. I'm taking that bullet to the head. I, I know. I know. I know. I said I, I enjoy the idea of having a, a death that that people won't forget. That's a little too unforgettable. <laughs> no, uh, it's uh, no. This is not something you want written about you no <laughs> just no, i don't even like i don't even like thinking about it i don't really like talking about it and you can tell because i keep returning to it because my brain won't stop you know mounted on mounted on antlers you know that's 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 very artsy very metal yeah <laughs> you know buried buried alive mushrooms growing out of you that's just yeah yeah i'm with you uh, and I'll take that bullet to the head. So that just about does it for Dish by Dish for this week. Of course, next week we'll be back at it with a regular episode of Kill by Kill. And then the week after that is episode three of Hannibal. So watch along with us. Uh, you can always see us on Twitter and Instagram. We're trying to sort of talk about it in depth on Facebook and the Facebook group. So look up the, fa- uh, the Kill by Kill podcast group. It's a private group. Uh, so if you are a real person and not some sort of robot that just joined Facebook, we'd love to have you aboard uh, for that. And so for myself and for Gina, uh, bon appetit, everyone. Bye bye.